RNZ Pacific News. Hello, Gupla Day Trulo You. I'm Lydia Lewis. The Prime Minister of Papua New Guinea, James Marape, is promising to end the near monopoly Puma Energy has on fuel supplies in the country. For more than a year, Puma has been struggling to bring in enough fuel to meet demand, leading to fuel stations running out, long queues by motorists and airlines cancelling flights. Final Fonua has more. Puma has blamed a lack of access to enough foreign exchange. On Thursday, the government invoked the Essential Services Act aiming to end the shortages. The Prime Minister says this will allow for emergency powers to compel fuel companies and the banking sector to operate in the best interests of Papua New Guinea. Mr. Morape is blaming the crisis on a 1999 agreement given to Puma's predecessor, Interol, which gave it monopoly control of fuel imports and distribution. He says the government is now looking to unbundle the monopoly arrangement. In the meantime, the Prime Minister says ExxonMobil has brought in additional fuel and the Australian government is bolstering fuel security. A vote of no confidence in Papua New Guinea's Prime Minister James Marape is set to be heard on May 29th. The opposition bloc stands by the motion filed on February 20th despite discrepancies raised by the Private Business Committee. Opposition MP Keith Iduhu says, in their view, there are no issues with the paper despite the Prime Minister rubbishing it and accusing the opposition of forging names. If the committee or the chair decides to tamper with the motion or deal with it in a manner other than contemplated by the Supreme Court, Section 23 of the Constitution will be invoked and punitive measures will be sought from the courts thereafter. Mr Iduhu says penalties to the tune of 10 years imprisonment are possible. RNZ Pacific understands the acting speaker and private business committee would be impacted if this is the case. The French Senate has voted in favour of the postponement of New Caledonia's crucial provincial elections, which are to be held later this year. The time frame for New Caledonia's elections is now from mid-May to 15 December at the latest for its three provinces. Our French Pacific desk correspondent Patrick de Cloita has more. This week's vote in the French Senate is also related to a controversial change in the list of eligible voters for New Caledonia's local elections. And this time it would require changes to the French constitution. So that's another process. On that one, French Home Affairs and Overseas Minister Gérald Darmanin said the changes would allow about 25,000 French citizens, Canucks and non-Canucks, to exercise their right to vote in local elections. The new restriction means anyone who has resided continuously in New Caledonia for the last uh, 10 years is allowed to vote. In Fiji, the new Great Council of Chiefs Chair says there's a need to preserve indigenous culture and traditions so Fiji does not lose its identity. As Fiji Village reports, Ratu Viliame Serovakula told the media the issue of high number of Itauke living below the poverty line has also been discussed by the GCC. He says issues around the cost of funerals and when traditional protocols are held were also on the table. 
move all the traditional cultural obligations, to traditional obligations like uh, to Saturdays and Fridays. But the discussion was centered around the fact that parts of Fiji we have church denomination that worships on Friday and Saturday. A paper has been sent across to the subcommittee to look at laws and governance and then it will come back to the GCC. The University of the South Pacific is creating a policy to deal with ChatGPT. Amalus Campus Director Ruben Bakeo Makwad says the policy will come into effect by the end of this year. Christina Persico has more. Mr Markwood says this policy will provide clear directives on how chat GPT and similar artificial intelligence or AI technologies can be leveraged. He says the university actively supports the integration of advanced technologies, but its application must be approached responsibly and ethically. He says the work that is not wholly the product of a student's own effort, including any content generated or modified by AI technologies without proper citation, constitutes a breach of academic integrity standards. The Vanuatu Daily Post spoke to several USP students who have been utilising the AI tool in question. One says it's a useful resource when you hit a roadblock, but it shouldn't be a substitute for genuine effort. The United States National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has issued draft designation documents proposing a national marine sanctuary for the Papahanaumokuakea Marine National Monument. Papahanaumokuakea is part of Hawaii, about halfway to Midway Island. The president of the National Marine Sanctuary Foundation, Joel Johnson, says Papahanaumokuakea is a crown jewel of the ocean, recognised by UNESCO for its cultural and natural wonders. He says sanctuary's status would offer a durable layer of protection. An international relations expert says the New Zealand government's move to designate all of Hamas as a terrorist entity ignores the real issue in the Israel-Gaza conflict. The government says it's acting against the extremes of both sides of the Israel-Hamas conflict. But Otago University international relations professor Robert Patman says the earlier distinction between Hamas's military and political wings recognise the way it works. The trouble with defining Hamas as just a terrorist organisation per se is that it implies that Hamas is the central problem in the Israeli-Palestinian issue or the conflict between them, whereas there's a wider conflict between Israel's desire for security and the Palestinian desire for self-determination. Robert Patman says the move ignores Israel's blockade of Palestinian territories. In world news, Russia's president is threatened to use nuclear weapons against the West if NATO troops are sent to Ukraine. Speaking at his annual address to the Russian parliament, Vladimir Putin says any claim that Moscow would attack the West first is nonsense. They should understand that we also have weapons that can hit targets on their territory. What they are coming up with now, trying to scare the whole world, it does risk a conflict with nuclear weapons, which means the destruction of civilization. Do they understand this or what? Vladimir Putin portrayed the conflict in Ukraine as a struggle for Russia's sovereignty and security. 
A journalist group in Afghanistan says the country's Taliban rulers have warned that if female journalists don't cover their faces on television, women's participation in the media could be banned altogether. The BBC's Anbar Asan Etirajan reports. The Afghan Journalist Centre said the Taliban Ministry of Propagation of Virtue and Prevention of Vice wanted female employees to wear a black covering with only their eyes visible. It said the message was conveyed to media firms during a meeting in Kabul. There has been no response from Taliban officials. Since seizing power two and a half years ago, the Taliban have imposed numerous restrictions on women, including gender-based segregation in workplaces, and banning them from taking part in phone-in radio programs. In sport, Fiji 7's coach Ben Golling says he's confident his team can deliver despite questions about his role as coach. Fiji's Minister for Youth and Sports, Jesse Saukuru, is another to express his disappointment on the Sevens team's recent results. But FBC reports Golling saying he's confident about what the team can do and they're close to that becoming a reality. The LA Sevens kicks off tomorrow afternoon, Fiji time. Fiji is grouped with Great Britain, Canada and France, while the Fijianas' pool includes Brazil, South Africa and New Zealand. Offa Tuanga Fasi is back in the Blues team for the first time this Super Rugby season. The All Blacks prop is expecting a tough battle from the Highlanders tonight in Melbourne. He and blindside Akira Ioane return to the starting lineup, though centre Rico Ioane and halfback Finlay Christie are on an All Blacks rest week and have been left out. Tuanga Fasi says the Highlanders were impressive in their first up win over Moana Pacifica. They've got a good pack, but also a great back line. And, um, you know, the Highlanders' DNA, they love running rugby and also they mind the set piece, so uh, it'll be a, a good game. All teams are playing in Melbourne this weekend as part of the Super Rugby. And that's the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website, rnzi.com.